Welcome to today's episode of Horizon Radio. He was clearly mentally ill, unwell, very disheveled, behaving in a very bizarre manner. He started licking the glass of his cell and something about that experience kind of sparked something in me. And I realized in that moment, this is actually going to be a really great place for me to learn. After witnessing every clinical presentation under the sun, Celia Brown explains the difference between corrections in movies and real life, and how being open to new environments can help you find opportunities in the most unexpected places. After starting as an intern and moving to health service administrator, Celia Brown currently serves as the business development clinical liaison to Horizon Health. Welcome to Horizon Radio. Today joining us is Celia Brown, Business Development Clinical Liaison. Celia, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. Before we got started recording, you were talking to me about how you got started in corrections and you have quite the interesting story. Would you mind sharing that with our audience? Absolutely. So several years ago, I was in graduate school working towards my master's degree in psychology. And part of our training is obviously you have to do a clinical internship and earn clinical hours working with patients somewhere in the field of psychology. So I also was, while in school, working full-time. So I had limited hours that I could do an internship. So our school had a whole big catalog that we could go through looking for different internship opportunities, but not many had hours that you could do in the evening or hours you could do on the weekend, which is what I needed to do um, to be able to work full-time and go to school full-time and somehow make this internship happen. So there were two different places ultimately where I could complete my internship. One was a drug treatment facility the other was a jail. And I had zero interest really in working in either. My plan, as I think many therapists' plan is when they're in training, is this dream of finishing school and working in a private practice somewhere. And so I wanted to work with patients who kind of fit in my mind anyway, the type of patient that I would see in a private practice setting and not somebody who was as sick as I thought I would see in a jail or in a drug treatment facility. So I ended up scheduling my interviews because obviously I had to meet these clinical hours and went to the jail for my interview. I was reluctant. I was not interested at all. But when I walked into the medical unit within the first five minutes of my interview, there was a gentleman who was back in an isolation cell in the back of the unit. He was clearly mentally ill, unwell, very disheveled, behaving in a very bizarre manner. He started licking the glass of his cell and something about that experience kind of sparked something in me. And I realized in that moment, this is actually gonna be a really great place for me to learn because I'm going to see patients who are 
the sickest of the sick, things that we've only read about or talked about in lectures in school, and seeing it right before my eyes is very different from reading about it in a book. And so I thought, well, this is the place that I need to come if I want to become the best therapist that I can be. And just going through that tour of the facility that day, I just fell more and more in love with the idea of this experience for this internship. And so I was lucky enough to be offered the opportunity to do my clinical hours there. And I was there for nine months interning. And as time went on, I just fell completely in love with the environment, the population, the people that I worked with. And I thought, this is not at all what I intended when I started in graduate school, but this is what I want to do for the rest of my career. I think that's really funny how you fell in love with something that is so bizarre. And I think that speaks to you wanting to help and understand how you can be the best professional that you can be. Did anybody help you along the way, especially when you were working through your internship? Yes. So there was a full-time staff of behavioral health people um, working in the jail that were kind of our mentors as we went through the process. And then I was actually there at kind of an unusual time where there was about 12 interns total from different graduate programs. So I had this whole group of students who were doing the same thing I was doing that I got to share the experience with. And then the gentleman who was the director of behavioral health at the time had actually started there as an intern himself. And so he really understood what it was like coming in. I mean, when I say I was green, I I really didn't know anything about anybody that I was (laughs) encountering on a daily basis. I mean, it was uh, a very eye-opening experience. And he was somebody who certainly could understand it because he'd been there himself and talk us through some of the challenges that we experienced. And then I also had a professor who was my supervisor for my internship hours. And she had worked in a jail and a prison environment and um, was working as a forensic evaluator for competency evaluations for people in the court system. So she certainly had a wealth of experience with this field as well. And so those people really kind of guided me to help me through some of the challenges that we experienced. Because you started out so green and that was really all you ever knew from a behavioral health point of view, as you're, I'm sure that you, you know, read and learned some, as co- of course, in school as you were going through, but all you ever knew was the corrections environment. Is that something that you wish that you would have known something different? Do you appreciate the experience that you had for only knowing that and just making yourself the best you can be in that field? Or how did that look for you? Yeah, I think, and and I've told this to students subsequent to my experience, I really truly believe that if you can work with patients in a correctional environment, then you can go to any other environment in healthcare and be effective in what you do. Because whether it's uh, mental illness or some type of physical illness, every single disorder that you can imagine is at some point in time going to come through the doors of that facility. And so you see things and have experience working with patients that you 
just do not see in any other environment. And it's really just always been amazing to me that in this 19 years that I've been working in this field, I have never stopped learning. I see new things all the time. I always say, don't ever say, I've seen it all because once you say that something brand new is going to come through the door that you have to figure out what you're looking at and how you're going to deal with it because it changes every day. No day is the same. And you're just seeing patients with every clinical presentation under the sun. You just mentioned that you've worked in corrections for 19 years, and I'm sure that this internship experience that you had is near and dear to your heart. Are you doing anything to help the internships that are going on now at Horizon Health? So I have not had the opportunity to work with interns in several years. Uh, When I was still an HSA or health services administrator in a jail, I had an active internship program, and we always would cycle interns through And it proved to be a a great training ground and training opportunity. It also, quite frankly, is a great extended job interview because we get an opportunity to see the students work and see what their work ethic is, see where their clinical skills are, and then able to potentially extend offers for employment at the end of that student's experience. We developed partnerships with several nursing schools around the jail where I was the health services administrator and invited nursing students to come in and do clinical rotations with us as well. And that just really also opened up a lot of opportunities for us to get nurses who otherwise never would have thought of corrections as an avenue for healthcare. I think jails and prisons are kind of the secrets of our communities. So people might drive past a jail every single day and not realize what that building is or how many people are inside that building. And most people who do not work in the corrections industry never think about how people inside those institutions receive health care, receive mental health care. And so I don't think many nurses or therapists are out in the world thinking, Corrections is something I want to give a try because people don't really think about it. It's not on your radar unless you have some reason to encounter a person that's a prisoner of a jail or a prison or system or something if you're treating them in a hospital or some other type of clinic. It's just not something many healthcare professionals are aware of. And so it's exciting for me to be able to expose other um, clinicians to that experience. I definitely agree with you because I know speaking to people that work even here at the corporate office before they took the job here at Horizon, they didn't know as much as of course we've picked up from being here, working here and speaking with our clinical experts in the field um, and on site. So it is something that not everybody thinks about every day. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And how did you explain the environment to somebody who maybe didn't know, like you were talking about the interns that you have, how did you tell them and prepare them for what they were about to walk into? I think one way that I describe it is saying that a a jail or a prison is like its own little self-contained city. And so we try to offer as many services inside that facility as you possibly can, rather than having to transport them to 
another institution to receive those services. So they're going to get as much health care as possible within the walls of that institution. But we also would talk about what is our obligation to prepare this person to leave here and go back to the community. And so we always emphasize we need to treat this person with the same level of care and prepare them for what they can expect to receive in a different environment when they leave here. So we tried to replicate the types of services within the jail that they would receive out in the community. You know, a lot of people who come in to jail or to prison don't routinely receive healthcare. They don't have the means to, sometimes the opportunity to go and be a, a therapist or to see a doctor to address whatever health issues are going on with them. And so I always felt and still feel that we have this obligation to this patient to give them the best possible exposure to what healthcare really is like, give them as much education as possible, and get them excited to participate in their own care so that when they leave and go back to the community that they'll follow through and then hopefully um, that will make the positive difference that they need in their life. And we've talked a lot about your your past role as a health services administrator. And, and as we were talking about off the air, you were talking about also how you were traveling around to kind of step in where help was needed as a health services administrator. Could you describe that role to our listeners to say what a health service administrator or HSA really means? Sure. So being the health services administrator is really kind of being the glue that holds all these different components of the healthcare services and the facility together. So you're ultimately kind of the administrator over all of the medical or behavioral health operations that happen in the facility. And so I always looked at it as I didn't have just one thing to do. I had many different things that I needed to do. And really, uh, it was important to me to build a team of leaders at the site that I knew I could trust and rely on to be good teammates and partners with me in delivering that care. So making sure that everybody in the facility who has a chronic illness is actually getting through the clinic and, and getting their chronic health care needs met, making sure that people with acute illnesses were being addressed in a timely manner, making sure that our patients with behavioral health chronic conditions were being the psychiatrists, seeing the clinicians on a regular basis, we had plenty of patients in behavioral health crises, and we needed to coordinate care and services for those to get them through that crisis. But then also making sure that behavioral health was not separate from just your general medical care, really making sure that we integrate as a team and behavioral health is talking to the physician or the nurse practitioner about the patients that we're seeing so that we can address them as a whole patient rather than just as an individual. And then you also, in that role, have to talk to family members, talk to administration of the facility, and make sure that everybody's kind of on board with what we're doing with the patient, 
addressing questions that may, might come from the family or other people in the community about the care that we're delivering. So it's a busy job and it's a challenging role, but again, no two days are the same. And so it gives you just an opportunity to continue to learn and grow. And I have a question for you that's a little bit off base, but I wanted to know if you're reading a book right now, what are you reading? So I've been reading a book called The Naturalist, which is by a guy named Andrew Maine. And I guess, unsurprisingly, it's a crime story. <laughs> I, I can't I seem to get away. I feel like, um, you know, my whole world revolves around the, the criminal justice field. So I tend to read a lot of crime books, but this is a story about a guy who is a scientist who just happens to stumble across a body in the, in the woods and realizes it might be somebody who is a victim of a crime and the story unfolds from there. Wow. So yeah, awesome. it's a good book. <laughs> Sounds like you are very passionate about your field and are always willing and interested in learning more. So we're glad that we have somebody like you that works here at Horizon. Yeah, it's definitely always, like I said, an adventure. No two days are the same. And I feel like it's kind of almost addicting. I don't know if that's the right word, but to me, the excitement of the environment, the people that you meet and encounter just creates the drive and motivation to keep coming back for more. And so that's why I've stuck with it when I never had any intention to work with this population, here I am continuing to work with this population and loving it as much today as I did the very first day that I started. In conclusion, thank you so much for your time, Celia. And I wanted to ask you one final question. Of course, your job has been rewarding and interesting to you. And I wanted to ask you what kind of advice could you give uh, to somebody who is interested in joining the correctional side uh, particularly in the behavior health field, uh, with just a piece of advice that you would offer for them? I think a lot of people might feel fear or reluctance to work with this population, probably because in TV and movies, criminals are kind of portrayed as these supervillains and everybody thinks, you know, you're going to encounter somebody who's like Hannibal Lecter in this type of environment who's just a master manipulator. But the truth is the majority of the people who we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis are no different than you and me. You're the same patients that you're going to encounter in the community at some point in time. We just happen to have the luxury of having a little bit more information about this person in front of us than you would in a private practice or a hospital somewhere. I think that a lot of these individuals come from a background of trauma and it's so important to look at them just as you would any other patient in any other environment and not be afraid. Don't be afraid to interact with them because they're no different than the patients that you're gonna see in any other environment. And that concludes our episode today. And I hope everybody enjoys this one. And thanks again. Thank you.
Tune in next week for another episode of Horizon Radio. For more information, visit horizonhealth.com.